Hello and welcome to Giant Mess, a sloppy sports and entertainment talk show that covers everything from the New York football giants, the New York baseball Mets, movies, television, comedy, life lessons, life stories, and a whole lot more. And it is hosted by a giant mess. That is me, the real cinch, Neil Lynch. Who am I? I'm an Irish Italian American, graduated from a Catholic high school, but I am not Catholic. And then I went on to earn a couple of overpriced degrees from an overpriced university that's known for producing doctors and lacrosse players. And I decided that money is for the birds. And chicks, they're not free. So I decided to tell stories. Funny stories, they try to be. Sometimes they get a couple chucks, a couple thaws. But most times they get cringes. You can leave a voicemail at 862-248-1986. That's 862-248-1986. That's 862-248-1986. I don't even check the voicemail. I don't even know why I say leave a voicemail. I have I don't check the voicemail before any of these shows. And then I have to read, leave a voicemail at, and I think to myself, oh, snap. Probably should have checked the voicemail, but why? Why don't people call it? Just call it and tell me your deepest, darkest secrets. You can subscribe to Giant Mess on YouTube. It's uh, youtube.com slash Neil Lynch or Real Cinch or Giant Mess. Official blog is neillynch.com. Probably need to update it. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Giant Mess. Real Cinch on Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to Giant Mess on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, something called Audio Mac. Return of the Mac. There it is. Or whatever you like to put those MP3s in those beautiful minds of yours. On today's episode, big birthday weekend, the big birthday trip up to Block Island, Rhode Island, New Shoreham, Rhode Island, where there was a lot of clapping, a lot of fire pit action, a lot of like, let's let's convene around the fire pit, the new fire pit tell stories, look at the stars, make a lot of food, we made a Thanksgiving turkey dinner, what, it's October, come on, get your date straight, and a little bit Ouija board action, on the tail end of that Ouija board action, some real freaky stuff going on in the backyard, and uh, a lot of hypotheticals, hey, what if you were king or queen, how would you rule, benevolent or not so much, the hodgepodge of the motley crew of characters at this breakfast sandwich restaurant (laughs) that we went to aka hungover alley i guess you'd say i guess you'd say hungover hut and then a birthday call facetime with my mom which took a lot of detours (laughs) i don't know any other way to put it there was a lot of tangents hard to follow but i'll try and keep up to date on that with all that and possibly a lot of random stuff mixed in let's get it going let's apply pressure to the gas pedal and get it going Still sick. Unbelievable that this is uh, now still going on. You know, I used to like poke a little fun at my mom, mi madre, because she was going on something like five weeks of being sick where it's like a cough and this and that. And I was like, you, you, you senior citizen, you and your ailments. That's not going to affect me, Mr. Middle-aged man. And it turns out, no, I'm just can't can't get over the hump whatever reason you know after all all that i've put in my body everything i've done and i'm sure this past weekend didn't help so i my buddy uh had a birthday which is uh sounds ridiculous to say out loud my 42 year old buddy well my 41 year old buddy he turned 42 so obviously that means we have to we have to congregate and celebrate the best years of our lives uh so i made the venture back out to block island rhode island not feeling a hundred percent, you know, I had a, we had a, they had some other 
friends from out of town come in, one from Tampa, one from Boston. Uh, you know, not a huge gathering, just small five people. I was the fifth wheel. Felt really good to be back in that seat. That's where I thrive as a third wheel and the fifth wheel. Totally not awkward at all. That's just right. That's my groove thing. That's my groove thing, baby. As the uh, third or fifth wheel. It's just where I belong. I figured out that at an early age when I uh, previously would go up to Cranston, Rhode Island every summer to celebrate my buddy's birthday and to watch him make out with his new girlfriend. He had a new girlfriend every summer and I just basically hung out with him and her and watched him make out. So if you ever wonder like where, <laughs> why and the hows and the what's, it's a good clue. It's a good indication of uh, the how and the why and the what of who I am. So I was the fifth wheel, not 100%. But I said, I'm going to play through it. I'm going to play through the pain and I'm going to give it my all and uh, body health be damned. So uh, managed to get on the 3 p.m. ferry, forgot my toiletry bag, which is, uh, you know, I was probably 20 minutes drive from home. Could have probably turned around, got it and went and made the ferry. But I was like, I don't want to risk it with the biscuit. So made the 3 p.m. ferry. Got on it, got on it way too early and uh, threw a bang in me. You know, it's ended up stopping at this Walgreens. This Walgreens, I'm like a regular at this Walgreens. I don't even live in the area. But every time I go up to Block Island, I stop at this Walgreens to pick up last minute essentials that I always forget in the packing process and got a bang energy drink. Bang is like my go-to energy drink now. Uh, it's it happened one overnight drive down to South Carolina. I picked one up because it said it said rainbow unicorn flavor or something. I was like, I was like, I've always wondered what the hell a corn tastes like. Corn is what I call a uni. Uni is also what I call a corn, a unicorn. And sure, sure enough, it was a uh, it was good shit. And so now that's like my go-to drink. Although this one was a mango and I'm not a huge thing, not a huge mango guy. But it still hit the spot. Constantly had a, a throat drops, cough drops, throat drops. <laughs> oh, really, Neil? You did a throat drop? Wow. Cough drops that have like the gel inside, which I'm kind of, I'm in on that too. Even though it makes my breath smell like disease. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, I don't know. It was, it was like uh, adult, adult gushers, maybe, if you will. So that was kind of cool. And, uh, you know, we got there or I got there and, uh, four o'clock four something. And then we quickly, yeah, I had some drinks caught up a little bit. And then we went to this place called Eli's, which is right down by the ferry. And there was a line out the door down the street. And, uh, I'd like to think that's because this is kind of off season, not kind of, it is off season for Block Island. They don't even offer the high-speed ferry at this time, but they do offer it during Thanksgiving week, which I thought was kind of weird. What's going on on Thanksgiving? Who, how many people are giving thanks that need to get in and out that quickly? Y'all are grateful. You're going to be more grateful when it's high-speed season. So this place, Eli's, I've never been there before. Uh, not a big place, small place. And I had to actually like tuck and roll out of the Jeep we were in to get a spot in line so that we made sure that we dined in a, in a reasonable time frame. And so I got in line behind uh, two of the older people in line. And then we were in front of a, a group of younger people, probably the youngest people in line. And it's an interesting place to be. You know, it was literally the evolution of men, of humankind, like small, like younger people in their 
early 20s, mid 20s, maybe. Then you have the middle aged folks who are like in their early 40s. And then you have the like the septuagenarian, octogenarian. I mean, the guy who gets in line in front of us is like, man, this is a longer line than what I stand stood in for the depression during the depression. Like, okay, all right. Got that going on. And then the younger people are just making fun, just constantly making fun of everyone that's older than them. What a time to be alive, you know? And I'm stuck in the middle of it like, well, okay, I guess we're getting made fun of just because strictly because we're older. Is that okay? Cool. And then, uh, you know, the older folks are just like, glad to be here. I'm just glad I woke up this morning. (laughs) It's like kind of in between those two right now. Still trying to act and behave as if I am in my early 20s, but the, the toll it's taken it's just you know <laughs> you, you you i'm i'm feeling it i'm feeling it i'm definitely feeling it and i feel bad for my grandmother too cuz i i try to stop in since she lives in cranston i try to stop in for like a dinner a quick you know visit as on my way back and uh you know maybe i should start going before i go to block island cuz every time i come back on the way back it's like i'm fried there's just nothing left in the tank. And so she must think that this is like, what is wrong with him? But she never will say that. She just thinks I'm an angel. Uh, she is severely wrong and off on that take. But <laughs> yeah, I just, I feel bad for her because it's, I'm in no, no, I'm not present. It's like, leave a message out of the beep, dude. I'm not here. I know my body looks like I'm here, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm just reliving all the mistakes I've ever made in my life and dreading everything, even though I don't have work the next day. So yeah, that's kind of the headspace I was in. But Eli's was good. We got in fairly quickly and they uh, took us to a table, sat at it and had at it. I think we ordered a tuna, tuna nachos, heirloom salad and cod cakes for appetizers. And then uh, like an idiot, I doubled down on the tuna that tuna bent and decided to get a tuna steak, which was one of the best tuna steaks I've ever had. But it, it goes way too quickly. So there's plenty of martinis mixed in. I'm trying to think if I had an, a different drink other than a martini, possibly. I don't know. But we, got, we went back to the house and there was a new fire pit. And I, I can't really explain or express how much I love bonfires and fire pits. <laughs> it's just like... And I didn't really, I guess I didn't fully appreciate it or understand my love and passion for fire pits and bonan- uh, bonanzas, bonfires <laughs> until this past year. But it's looking back, it's like, I've, I don't think I've ever had a bad time when there's fire, <laughs> when fire is the main character, is the hub, the nucleus of the of the gathering. That's just, it just always goes well. Did I almost fall in one during a fraternity brother retreat? No, did not. I don't think. But yeah, that's like my favorite fall activities, I'd say. Summer, it's cool too, for show. But something about the fall, I don't know that many people do it during the winter, but it feels like more of a fall thing. And it's my favorite things to do in the fall. Now, this fire pit is new. It was bought by the friend visiting from Tampa. What a baller move. And that's just the type of character this guy is. Kind of grab bull by the horns, grab the reins, take control, and just do things without asking. And uh, shoot first, ask questions later, all those great cliches. Uh, This guy embodies it. So I guess he went ahead and just bought a fire pit, sent it to the house. And that was like the highlight of the, the weekend, really, was we go outside when we normally wouldn't go outside, I don't think, for for as long as we did, gather around the fire pit and just shoot the shit. Tell some stories and gaze upon them stars. Such a great time. Although uh, there was a lot of people uh, putting their bare feet up on the fire pit. So this fire pit was like, it's basically just a propane tank, but it has a cover that looks like a stone pit. 
but it's not really stone. It's like portable, which I think is great. And then a ring of fire. I think uh, Johnny Damon. Wow. Johnny Cash would be very proud with his ring of fire. Very cool. You ever take like your ice cube from your drink and just like kind of chuck it in there and just have it like. It's like you're at a Japanese hibachi steakhouse or something like that or in a sauna, something else like that. Um, but a lot of people putting their bare feet up on the up on the fire pit and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't put my bare feet up there. I'm not I'm not like I don't think my hands and feet are that disgusting, but I don't really like to put them on display. <laughs> I don't know. Like I've I look at my hands and these hands have been my hands for so long and they look normal to me. But they don't tothers. So, you know, I've said this in the past. It's just like huge palm, big time palm, short, stubby, little Vienna sausage fingers. And then the feet, pretty much the same thing where it's like big ass sole, very flat. And then uh, little mini, mini toes. So wasn't as comfortable putting the piggies out there. But two things that really dominated the conversation or that we kind of running gags. I don't know how recent this was, but... Brendan Fraser got a standing ovation at some, I don't even know what it was, some ceremony award show, 13 minutes, something like that. Ana de Armas getting a standing ovation for her performance as Marilyn Monroe in the Netflix movie Blonde, Blondie. That was also like double digit minutes or something like that. Have you ever tried to clap for 13 minutes straight? There were a few attempts over this weekend where it's like someone claps and it's like another person claps and it's like, well, okay, now keep it going for 10 more minutes. And I think the most of those sessions got to like two or three minutes and I was like, this is so dumb. Like not only does my hand starting to hurt, but I mean, honestly, once you get to 10, 13 minutes, what is preventing you from just doing it for 15, 20 minutes? Just never stop clapping. I don't know how that happens. And I, I honestly would feel so freaking awkward if if I had to stand there, if it's to me, like I'm the, and I'm standing there and then people are just clap, looking at me and clapping for 10, 10 minutes. I mean, after minute one, I would be a little freaked out. After minute two, I'd be like, how do I turn this off? Where's the switch? After minute three, it's, I, I, I don't get it. And I, I hope I'm never actually part of something like that. I just I don't, no thank you. There's nothing in the world that I would clap for for 10, 13 minutes. I don't care what the promise of reward it was at the end for me personally. So I'm out on standing ovations lasting more than a minute. And then uh, the other one was, you know, a lot of talk about the uh, the Royals, of course, because the our lady friend from Boston is a Royals expert, you could say, consigliere, sommelier, that kind of, uh, yeah, very well versed in uh the Royals, of course, House of the Dragon, also a topic of conversation. So we're like, uh, what, what if, uh, what if you were king? What if you were queen? What would it be like? And so this lady from Boston, a benevolent queen, and I believe it. But our our other uh, my buddy's wife, uh, nicknamed Monster, it would not no malevolent queen, malevolent queen. Um, talking about <laughs> anyone that was, uh, let's say, over the plate, would it? Way to put it would be like a, a curvy gal or guy would not survive under her reign. Neither would someone who was maybe not, uh, maybe even middle class or lower. Anyone who's not upper class and anyone who's not a skeleton would be promptly executed no matter what. It's like, kill them. Again, you get to really know folks when power and control is all theirs. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about, hey, what would you do if you were in the purge? And it was like, oh, I would set up a, a, a death battle where people would have to kill and torture each other in order to escape and gain their freedom and to have dinner with me. Uh, okay. I would pick off all these people one by one. All right. 
And if I were queen, I would <laughs> execute anyone who wasn't rich and fit. <laughs> okay. Okay. These are my friends. <laughs> These are, this, this is human nature, I guess, which led me to ask like, so how are you friends with, how have you not executed me? Like I am, I am pudge and poor. I am impoverished and some would say a little too well nourished. <laughs> so how am I still in the mix here? Am I the exception? Am I supposed to like my motivation for others in my situation? Like, hey guys, here's the here's the note from up up top. We gotta lose weight and we gotta gain uh gain some <laughs> revenue income. So yeah, that was the the running theme, the running gag. The Thanksgiving turkey dinner was was fun to cook, but before that, my uh the friend from Tampa ball game, he is one who is doesn't typically go to bed early, but yet can get up early. Like, I don't know how this, how he's able to function, but he, like, I'm a, I I can usually be one of the last standing people, you know, when there's a gathering or party or whatever, like I'm usually the last to go to bed. I don't want the good times to end, but then, you know, I'm going to sleep my ass off. Like I'm, I'm not getting up early, no matter what, I'm going to do my damnedest to, to stay in that bed, no matter what I might miss in those morning AM hours. And this guy went to bed with me, one of the, were the last two standing, and then he was the first one up. And not only the first one up, but he was the first one up by like three hours. So I'd say most of us get up around like nine. He was up at six, 6.30. I was, we were just like, what, what did you do with yourself? And, uh, and then we looked at our phones and we're like, oh, you were just texting all of us nonstop and, and uh, sending out uh, angry work emails. So it's like if you get... If you, uh, if it's a weekend, Saturday or Sunday, and you're getting emails from your boss, it's because your boss probably doesn't know how to sleep in <laughs> and uh, probably doesn't have friends that get up early. That's the situation. Otherwise, that guy would not be sending work emails. If he's getting up at the appropriate time with all of his friends, he ain't got time for work emails. He managed to get me up and Adam. And we went to this place called Oddfellows, which is also by the ferry and is also one of the few breakfast sandwich places that is open on the island. And uh, couldn't have found a more appropriate name for a place like this because there were some odd fellas and fillies in this, in this, in this establishment. We walk in and on the stools to the right, not waiting in line, is a woman in cutoff jean shorts. Now keep in mind, it's we're like mid to late October, New England island. So it's not exactly tropical. She's in cut-off jean shorts and a black short sleeve shirt, t-shirt, almost like a tank top. And the shirt she's wearing, I didn't see until she eventually was leaving and I didn't even get to read the whole thing. But it led off with this. <clears throat> Don't like abortions? Just ignore them. Mm, okay. That's a really aggressive t-shirt to wear anytime, but specifically on a Saturday morning, like very early in the morning after everyone's been getting after it the night before, like someone probably waiting in that line could be a candidate for, for what your t-shirt is advertising. And it's like, can you imagine if you like, you had unprotected relations, you weren't really sure how things were going to turn out and you walk into that fine eatery delicatessen and you see that shirt and that now you're in an even bigger moral conundrum <laughs> because you're like, oh, I didn't even want to think about this today. I made a mistake last night and that here we are. Is this God's plan? <laughs> so She's talking to a guy who is very reminiscent of Riggs from Barstool Sports. Kind of like, you know, bubbly personality. Uh, he's wearing sunglasses and he is close talking everyone. Like just a close talker. And he's a loud talker. So he's a loud, close talker and possibly still drunk. 
I, I put money on it, talking about being trying to fly internationally and wanting to drink red wine on Xanax. So, you know, I, I hard to keep up with, I hard to take notes of all the things this guy was talking about, but he knew everyone in this place, just like the mayor of that friggin' little breakfast sandwich place, hugging everyone in line. He eventually is talking to a heavier gal that's wearing a hoodie that said, I'm not for everyone. And I was like, yeah, all right. That's what I'm talking about. Like that's to me, even though that's an invitation for me to talk to that person, it's like, Hey, I'm not for everyone either, but maybe we're for each other. <laughs> so stupid like that. But no, it's uh, I mean, it's a mixed bag. You could go up to the person and they could suck and you'd be like, well, they did tell me they did put it out there. They, It's not false advertising. Um, But I, I feel like if you're willing to put that on your shirt and advertise that, then uh, you're OK in my book that you're, you're marketing to the choir. <laughs> Is that a freaking expression? No. There was an 80 year old bald shuffling, you know, not moving, not too spry wearing a bandana. So not like a bandana that is, uh, kind of, I guess the Hulk Hogan style bandana where it's pulled back and tucked in. This is like warriors come out and play type bandana, that kind of thing. Sly Stallone and Rambo type bandana. So I was like, okay, that guy's pretty badass. Would like to know his story. And then we got to see witness the the most awkward conversation that you could possibly have between two sets of girlfriends, two pairs of girlfriends, where just trying to guess like what the dynamic is between these people. From what I could tell, all right, there's two girls waiting in line, two girls show up right behind them. One girl turns and goes, Hey. And it's it was like, okay, feels like if I'm telling if I'm like trying to give my best guess about what the relationships are, what the backstory is, they made made it might have been used to be friends and had a falling out. And that's why the girl, the other girl that's in the front, like straight up refused to turn around. Like didn't like had her back to the two girls behind her the entire time. So it's like there was a falling out. This girl who who did turn around and is talking to the the girls behind her is like trying to salvage some aspect of the relationship or Maybe she told them, oh, I can't hang out with you guys because I have other plans. And now that she's been caught in the act and she's like with another friend or or something, because it was I couldn't have been more awkward. The fact that the girl, the other girl who is the the front pair straight up didn't turn around at all, didn't even take a peek, was just had her back to the two girls behind her was outrageous, which leads me to believe like. She just like hates the two people, the two girls behind her. And you could tell that the girl she's with that was trying to talk to the two girls behind them was, 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 I don't know, was just attempting to try and make it work. And it was just, it was just a fiery flame, ball of flames. Like it just was, uh, it was the Hindenburg basically was a disaster. I mean, the whole place was a triage unit for sure. The Walking Dead, whatever you want to say, you could tell everyone in that place, uh, just about everyone in that place, there was two groups. I think it was like the people who just partied their genitalia off and were were just trying to survive the morning and like hung over his balls. And then you had the other group, which was a minority. I'd say there was more of the hungover group than the non-hungover group. These are the people that are like, oh, I have been up six, since the the sunrise and I've gone for a run. I've done the laundry. Da, 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 da. It's like you have the morning people who uh, went to bed early, didn't drink or do anything. Maybe they had a glass of wine and they're up early and they're just doing all their errands and this is part of it. And then you have the other pair that are like literally rolled out of bed into a pair of hoodies and sweatpants and, <laughs> and tumbleweed 
their way to the breakfast sandwich place. Some of the outfits that you see, it's just like, yeah, I can, I can just tell you're hungover by your outfit. Like <laughs> you're just wearing, you're wearing socks with Birkenstocks and then like torn shredded sweatpants with, uh, you know, a t-shirt. Like, okay. People were just like, be glad I'm not naked essentially was the was the takeaway there and then there was a guy who looked like he was in tiger king not joe exotic not carol baskin but the other dude who's like a doctor apparently maybe in north carolina and also has a harem of young ladies <laughs> at his disposal that guy was in the mix so an inter- interesting melange is that the word menagerie there's a, a the palette was wide and eclectic and entertaining to say the least but we came back made the thanksgiving turkey dinner mashed potatoes stuffing it's it's pretty, it's, you know, just three, three dishes, really mashed potatoes, the stuffing and the, and the turkey itself. And, uh, I was, I had potato duty peeled, cubed, and even that was too slow. And I don't even understand the urgency there because the turkey has to cook for like, usually it has to cook for like four or five hours. We put this in at like maybe 12 something and it was out before three, like two thirty. It's like two hours, maybe three hours tops. And this thing was done by me going like at a snail's pace, trying to peel and cube potatoes. Like what's the rush? Donde esta el fuego? I don't get it, but apparently it was too slow for everyone's taste and so everyone decided to uh, chip in and get that done really quick just so it could just sit there in water for an hour or two hours <laughs> like okay cool 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 cool. as long as people realize and recognize like it's not intentional it's just that's that's my operational speed like that's my speed is my normal speed is molasses heinz 57 ketchup coming out the bottle like that's the speed and the pace that I work at. And sometimes uh, people don't notice, but it, the fact that we were, this is a long play, like Thanksgiving dinner, prepping that and cooking that and everything, that's like a long process. It's not like a shake and bake, one, two, three, we're donezy. Like this is, it's going to take a while. So you would think that my pace of peeling and cubing would be, would match well with that would pair well with that kind of process or procedure. And it, nope, still too slow. I just can't move fast. I did get a card for the birthday boy and it said something to the effect there were two squirrels on the front and one squirrel has a pair of nuts that he's holding. And uh, I think it was just like, hey, can you stop going around showing your nuts? And then on the inside you open it and it says, hey, happy birthday, go nuts. So you now have free license to show your nuts at this gathering. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I, You have earned your license to thrill via nuts. And legumes so i thought that was a great card and then uh our our lady queen from boston ate a fun fendi cake which was uh which was delicious and pairs and goes well with the shrimp cocktail that we forgot to eat before the thanksgiving dinner that <laughs> made an appearance like late night <laughs> nothing like eating shrimp cocktail and fun fuddy cake it's like cocaine and waffles <laughs> peanut butter and chinese food um yeah so we ended up Breaking out the Ouija board at one point. I've never done a Ouija board in my life. I would be down to do it again, but it didn't last very long, but it was intense. We had, uh, my buddy's wife was, I guess, the medium, self-proclaimed medium. So she would ask the questions and then we all put our finger on the thingamajig. What is it? Is that guitar pick looking thing a Ouija? Is that the Ouija? And then you have the board. And so it's, that's why it's Ouija board. I guess it's the Ouija. If not, I called it the guitar pick because it kind of looks like a guitar pick. And it also has a magnifying glass. I don't know. The cursor, the mouse, I guess you could call it that. First question. 
how many spirits are with us tonight? And it starts and it's like kind of stationary for a little bit. And I'm like, all right, this is, is this going to be boring as fuck? Like, it's just not going to move at all. And all of a sudden, it slowly starts to move. And then as you know, I assume this happens with everyone. And you see it in TV shows and movies and not. It's like, quit pushing it. You're pushing it. You're pulling it. Quit put like you're moving it. No, I'm not moving it. That's exactly what happened in this one. But it's it's how can you not ask that when it's like we all have our finger on it and you know for a fact that you're not doing it. And then you look around the room and it's like trying to decide you look at the tension, the white and the knuckles and you look at the tension, the fingers and seeing like, okay, who's straining, who's flexing and everyone's no, 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 I'm not I'm not pushing it, not pulling it. And so how many spirits are with us? Three went to the number three. Next question was, uh, do you have good intentions? And so I went to no. And that's when I started to freak the fuck out. I was like, okay. Fuck the shit, fuck the shit, fuck the shit, fuck the shit, fuck the shit. No, 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 no. Like, I, like, we, why, you know, there's a movie about this. Like, anyone who plays this freaking thing ends up dead. So why are we doing this again? I forget why. So, uh, so three and then no. And so that's when we, like, had to brainstorm. We're like, all right, let's, uh, we got to figure this out because maybe devil's advocate. Okay, so they don't have good intentions, but that doesn't necessarily mean they have bad intentions, right? Like, right? So maybe they just don't have any intentions or whatever. And uh, so the next question we formulated was, do you have bad intentions for us or towards us? And that was a big one. Because if if that's yes, you kind of have to start packing your bags, right? And you have to be like, all right, well, it's been a great weekend. I I love you guys, but I know there's no ferry out of here, but I'm willing to swim. It's probably going to be like a five-hour swim, so I better get started so I can get home before the spirits realize what's going on and (laughs) hunt us down and turn us inside out. Fortunately, it, it went to no. So we all breathed a collective sigh of relief and we're like, all right, well, let's get to know these guys, these spirits. You know, they don't want to do anything bad to us. They just might be in a frisky mood where it's like, this isn't necessarily good intention, but it's a little rambunctious, a little frisky. So the next question that we came up with, well, someone wanted to ask their names and I'm like, we're going to be here all freaking night if we have to do full names. So like, all right, well, what spirits can you, can one of you tell us your initials? And so that's when I went to T and then G and then four, which is like, huh, I don't know, that's really helping us out too much. And so my mind immediately went to Todd Gurley the fourth. Now, for those, for, for those of you who don't follow the NFL, football, whatever, Todd Gurley is a former NFL running back, played for the Rams and the Falcons, hasn't played in like a year or two, I want to say if you were and then and there, if you were to say our uh, final answer, Todd Gurley, the fourth, I'd have been like, yep, but all of my life savings on Todd Gurley, the fourth final answer. And uh, I just now realized he's Todd Gurley, the second, <laughs> there's no fourth yet. He's very much still alive. He's not a spirit. I'm sure he has spirit, but he's not a spirit. My guess is it's not Todd Gurley, the fourth, but he did just retire. So his NFL life as a player is over. So he has moved on. He has passed on to NFL purgatory, where now we have to decide whether or not he goes to NFL hell or NFL heaven. So in that sense, maybe I was spot on. Or maybe Todd Gurley, the fourth will exist, has passed on. And his spirit has time traveled. How's your mind now? Huh? Be like pretzels. So yeah, we didn't we didn't figure out what the spirits were, but right on the hot on the trail of that Ouija board session, so we're like, whoa, this is intense. My buddy gets up, he goes to the kitchen to do something. He turns around, and apparently he sees something in the window. He then kind of not really makes a lot of noise, but he kind of quietly goes out the front or back. I don't even know what the front or back is anymore. The porch. 
and goes out to the corner of the porch and starts like kind of yelling towards us, but not like yell, yell, just like a half shout type of thing. Like, hey, c- come back here. Hey, guys, guys, come out here. Come look at this. And as you know, I'm I've made this clear. I'm slow. So uh, like if it's a fire, I'm probably getting burnt. <laughs> if it's a life or death situation. Hey, how's it going, Jesus? Nice to meet you. It's the Holy Father. That's that's cool. So yeah, I'm I'm not making it in time. And monster, my buddy's wife is is doesn't move too quick either. So by the time we get out there, he he's like, you guys, there was a truck, a pickup truck full of people that were screaming, hooting, and hollering in our backyard. They peeled out when I came out here, and they took off through the woods. And look at them now; they're driving down the road. And I look, and I saw a pair of tail lights moving pretty fast on the road. And that's when I started to bug. Thank you, Ouija board. But also, what the F and F? I guess it would help to describe this Block Island residence. They have, I've, I've, I have in the past, but if you haven't listened to that episode, it's a huge, it's a football field backyard. It's the size of a football field, pretty much. But there's, it's the, the, the property lines, I guess, where you divide the properties. There are stone walls, like Revolutionary Wall, Battle of Gettysburg, stone walls. By his account, the way he initially described it, I thought he was saying that he saw this truck come barreling down their driveway, which is on a hill, going through the backyard, peeling out and doing whatever in that backyard, and then going across and coming back up on the other side of the house and and somehow getting through the woods onto the road. And uh, I was like, that's absurd. There's no way that happened just now. And he's like, no, no, no. When I looked out to the right, I saw the reflection of brake lights or taillights in that window, which meant that they were over there to begin with on that side. And that when he apparently heard them hooting and hollering, went out there and that's when they, they took off through the woods onto the road, which is, that's... That's mischievous for sure. That's some mischief night, devil's night type shit that you would see or encounter. Not that I've ever been a part of something like that, but I would imagine like if this is September, November, any other month, I think that just doesn't happen. I think that's something that's like, it's October. Let's get freaky. You know, I can only imagine if like the the Ouija board wasn't part of the equation like what our reactions would be, but having coming fresh off the Ouija board into that story, it's like, okay, maybe we are in danger. <laughs> like maybe we should just lock up, board up and uh, try to weather the storm. That is the, the shit storm that's coming our way. But I think things kind of settled down after that. But whoa, you talk about like hairs on end, bone chilling stuff. That'll do it to you. Were those the three spirits? Was it really a ghost truck? So I have a feeling maybe that played a part in my buddy's reaction is like he's he's got he's still high off the Ouija. He's still he still tips on that on that wage, you know what I'm saying, as we say in the game. And so maybe that contributed to him like seeing things that weren't there. And I was like, Were there three people in this truck? He's like, Yeah. I'm like, oh. But then again, those aren't good intentions driving through someone's backyard, but it's not like bad intentions towards us. It was just like having, they're just trying to spook us and, and have a spooky time. It's Halloween season, y'all. What do you expect? Yeah. When the blood, when the blood's flowing like that and the juices are flowing, the adrenaline's going, it's like, all right, let's, uh, let's try and bring it down a notch and <laughs> just, uh, get back to the, the good vibes. So stayed up kind of late, but then next day was my, was my mother's birthday. And so I FaceTimed her only my mother and Maybe I say this, but maybe it's just a whole generation of people. I call her to wish her a happy birthday. That then turns into talking about, you know, trick or treating and what, you know, I'm trying to do for Halloween with Brie, my daughter. 
and her saying, relaying, somehow finding a way to connect all these horror stories from the news that she, because she watches Fox News nonstop, nonstop. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's not great for your health, but she then finds ways to tangentially connect all these horror stories she hears on Fox News one after one after one to me. And I'm just like, unsubscribe. Like, I don't want to hear about any of this because... A, who knows how much of it is actually true, like fact from fiction. I don't have the time to weed through that. But B, what am I supposed to do with this information? <laughs> like, so we start off with the Halloween trick or treat story. It's that, well, make sure that she doesn't eat. If she gets Skittles or nerds, don't let her eat it. Like throw it away. I was like, all right, here we go. Why? Well, because there's fentanyl. People are somehow smuggling fentanyl that looks like can Skittles and nerds candy into the country across the border. That then leads to how also, okay, why why would why? Why is that happening? What how does that happen? How does like how does uh Alex's dad from the Goddard school daycare? How the hell does he get his hands on Skittles and nerds that are fentanyl? So you're saying like what are you saying? You're saying Walgreens, CVS, anywhere that has Halloween candy, you you you're can't be 100% sure that that's the actual candy that like there's a a healthy portion of that candy that's actually fentanyl. The fentanyl is somehow finding its way into the processing manufacturing plants. <laughs> the factories addition like what do you what and she's like yeah it's coming across the the country because of the migrant crisis the the borders we don't have the wall and so uh these mexican cartels are smuggling all this fentanyl and fentanyl into the country and and packaging it it and presenting it as skittles and nerds and i was like okay and she's like and that fentanyl is coming from china so china is running the fentanyl this is how they're slowly killing us and this is how they're slowly going to take us over is that they're they're, they have this fentanyl, they're producing the fentanyl, they're then filtering it, they're giving it to the Mexican drug cartels, and then the cartels are then smuggling it into the country as Skittles and nerds. And you know what? Maybe that is the case. And But at the same time, okay, I guess I'll just avoid Skittles and nerds. Like this Halloween, not that I had like my sights set on Skittles or nerds. They're not even in my top 10 of candies. I mean, I don't think I've ever willingly bought nerds or Skittles. And I think if someone gave me Skittles or nerds, I'd have to be in a pretty tough place to do it, to eat those. So I will keep that in the back of my head and I will repeat it to everyone I meet and they'll think I'm nuts. But <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> just, just, I can't. So like, that's how China's gonna, that's how China's gonna do it, huh? Skittles and nerds. That's how they're gonna. That's how they're gonna take us over, slowly killing us. Which it would make a. Now that I think about it more and more, I could turn that into a really good script and, and a good movie, like a great Halloween movie. You know, because there's all those those legends. And I said it to my mom. I was like, Mom, wasn't it when I was a kid, people were putting razor blades and apples? Like, it's like newsrooms around the freaking world, or at least in the United States, they have a meeting every like first of October, right at the beginning of October. And like, Halloween's coming up. We have to come up with a new fear mongering story. Like, we can't do the, yeah, we can't do the razor blades and the apples. That's been done to death. What about, all right, I know fentanyl is kind of trending. What about fentanyl? Okay. What does fentanyl look like? Okay. Well, could it look like this? Yes. Boom. Run with it. All right. And uh, we'll pin it on China because everyone hates China. Got it. And you can't be a fan of the Mexican drug cartels. So like, we'll just say, how is China getting into the country? Easy. Mexican drug cartels. 
And again, this could be happening. I'm not 100% out on it. I'm not I'm not completely disavowing it, but I'm it just feels so goddamn far-fetched, but at this point I'm willing to entertain anything. So, <laughs> like how did a happy birthday call turn into Halloween fentanyl gate? There's fentanyl in your candy. And, you know, stories about and then uh, th- this is the kicker though. She goes, "You know, I know you hate law enforcement. I was just like, what? When did I, what did I, what? When did I ever say that? When did I ever say that I hate law enforcement? She goes, well, you know, in high school, in college. And I'm like, yes. Like, yes, I had some run-ins with the law because I was young, dumb, and full of (laughs) cucumber. But yeah, and did I like those interactions with the cops? No, it sucks because I was always on the wrong end of it. (laughs) It was never like... Uh, we just want to come over and congratulate you and thank you for helping us, uh, helping our community become a better place. And like, <laughs> that never happens. So yes, I've had some run-ins with the law. It stinks how the law has treated me sometimes, but a blanket statement, like, uh, I know you hate law enforcement. It's like, I don't freaking hate law enforcement. It's like, well, I didn't see you with a blue lives matter flag. And it's like, yeah, you didn't see me with a black lives matter flag either. It's like, I'm kind of, you know, and <laughs> Believe me, I get it. I'm spineless. I don't have a spine. I'm without vertebra. I got it. I am a blob, a jellyfish, a coward, a yellow belly. I get it. But I am like uh, a lot of the kids in South Park when something <laughs> fucking uh, very charred, very uh, charged hits the land. I'm like, all right, I'm out. I, there's just no, you feel that way. You feel that way. I don't think there's any, I'm not Jesse Jackson over here. I'm not going to be able to bring you guys together. There's no shot. So I'm just going to like let you guys murder each other (laughs) and uh, I'll be here when the dust settles, ready to rebuild civilization (laughs) with some new tenants. No, no. I mean, you know, you could say I support both of those movements. Yeah. Black lives do matter. Just like cops lives matter. Should we, we be walking around just randomly shooting cops in the head? Should cops be going around randomly shooting black people because of X, Y, Z kind of uh, prejudice and whatever? No. I disagree with anyone killing anyone. (laughs) So let's just uh, keep that in mind. You know, as I tell my daughter, be kind, be polite, and be nice, which is, it's like three different ways of saying the same thing. You know, I just want her to be a good kid. Just be a good, like, just have fun. Make sure you have fun and be good. Don't get all caught up in stuff that will like literally tear you apart internally. I hate, I know you hate law enforcement. I was like, Oh my God. I mean this, I mean, I can't even believe what my mom thinks of me. It's just like, Hey, just a heads up. I'm still your son and I love you, but what is going on right now? According to her, I'm a Joe Biden guy, even though I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for anyone. And I'm a libtard and uh, I hate law enforcement. (laughs) Like just so, just so we're keeping the running list now. I am literally everything my mom hates, <laughs> but she loves me and is very proud of me. And I don't care that you're, uh, you know, all these horrible things in her mind. Like, all right, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Thanks, mom. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> there was a lot of that over the weekend where it was like someone makes some kind of horrific statement or whatever about something. And it's just like, happy birthday to you. But yeah, if I were a king, I don't know. Um. I don't think I would want to be king, but like getting back to House of the Dragon, I guess I would be somewhat like King Viserys in a lot of ways where it's like the last thing we want is war. Like, But then there are times where like not to spoil House of the Dragon, but like this last the finale, the last episode, it was like, yep, war. Let's do it. War. 
We're going to war. We're going to war. Like there's only so much uh, prudence you can show, I guess is the right word. Almost so much patience and understanding that you can demonstrate before you're like, all right, kill them. Kill them all. Vindictive is... I I wouldn't classify myself as vindictive, but it's like, I can't tell you how many times I've said to myself, man, if I had like, like add it to the list, like I'm Steve Buscemi in, what was it? (laughs) Billy Madison. It's just like, I'm making a list. Make a list. It's all talk. I'm just all bark. No bite. But it would be nice to get revenge on all my enemies. What? All right. Jesus. I'll end the life portion of this uh, here pod with two, maybe three things. One is my daughter... And her wardrobe choices have gotten out of control. We are in the Northeast region of the United States of America. It's getting chilly con carne out there. Nips are frozen. So like we need to start bundling up. We need to start wearing layers. And she has now taken that to the extreme where every morning that I have her and and we're getting ready for school, her first outfit, she walks out and it's almost like she knows that's not the right outfit to wear. It's just not appropriate. She just freaking knows. She just wants me to have a reaction. And I give it to her every time because I'm a sucker. And uh, so the one time she comes out in like shorts and she wants to wear sandals with a tank top. I'm like, newsflash. Okay, I don't know if you blacked out for the past few months. It's we're we're in the, the thick of autumn. And we're barreling towards winter and uh, this is not going to cut it. Like it's, there's a high of 52 today. Like you can't be, I, I mean, I, I like where you're at mentally because you feel like you're tough enough to withstand that kind of chill. And uh, maybe that is what you want to do. It's like training, you know, you're training for the uh, nuclear apocalypse or whatever the hell is coming our way. According to my mother, the Chinese going to drop a bomb. So is Russia. So hope you have fun this weekend with your friends because the, you know, the planet's not going to exist after this weekend because of the bombs and the attacks and the invasions. Like, oh God, happy birthday. There's either that approach or she'll come out. The, the one time she came out in the morning for school, it was, she was wearing pajama pants, a dress and a Spider-Man rash guard that you would wear to like to the pool or the ocean over the dress. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know that the the homeless look is sometimes adopted for shock and awe at some fashion shows and on the runways, like homeless chic is a thing, I guess. Maybe it was in uh, Zoolander. I can't remember. But like, I don't know that it necessarily works in real life. So let's uh, let's mix it up. Let's change it up here. Um, you don't need a rash guard. You have a hoodie sweatshirt that could work over that dress. And oh, my God, you're wearing shorts underneath your pajama pants and oh my god you're wearing your uh full-on bathing suit or leotard singlet under the shorts so it's a singlet or bathing suit shorts pajama pants dress spider-man rash guard and i said hey like why i know you i know i said you have to layer up because it's cold but this is you've been a little too far with this one (laughs) there's like too many layers okay this is a seven layer dip in wardrobe form and uh we don't have the chips for that so let's just peel off some of these layers and i asked her i was like why are you it's with the bathing suit and the shorts underneath the pants and the long sleeve shirt she's like well and she gets very upset when i ask her very upset and uh she gets verklempt you know like my mike mike myers as the coffee talk snl skit she gets verklempt and like can't almost can't talk like has trouble breathing is in the brink of tears and i'm just like hey let's just breathe let's just talk this through just curious why are you wearing all that stuff and eventually she is able to tell me well i want to take it to mommy's and i'm like ah yes the 
the emotional scarring has begun. Can't wait to see how deep this scar can go and how con- how long it can last. This is going to be fun, y'all. Seeing my daughter, just her mind get ripped to shreds because of this stupid divorce, dude. Oh, my God. So I was like, well, you have a backpack. So anything you want to take to mommy's, you put it in the backpack. She's like, okay. But it's just like, what, did you, when did I ever, did I, did you ever ask me that if you could take something to hers? And I said, no, like, I don't remember that ever happening. So why is there this, all of a sudden this, like, I got to sneak, <laughs> I got to sneak clothing to mommy's cause daddy's, you know, daddy really likes those shorts. I don't, I have no idea. That'll be fun to unbox in therapy when she eventually goes to therapy for all the utter nonsense that we're putting her through having two different households that pull her in different directions. Two different families that have two different mentalities and approaches and philosophies to how to raise a child. Sure, that won't result in multiple personality disorder. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be quite the experience. No, but we'll work out. I I equate it to like um, that scene from Big Daddy, where it's like the Julian comes out for school and he's wearing like rain boots with a scuba mask and like a a full blown like hat, long ski hat with like polka dot, you know, whatever. It's like, that's essentially what Brie looks like every morning. She looks like Frankenstein. Call me Frankenstein. I can't wait for that too. I think that's going to be next. Like I was telling a friend that I hated my name growing up. And uh, so I'd often go by, and I've said this on the pod probably, but I'd go by my middle name, which is David. Cause my, my first name, Neil is a little, it's not that unique, but it's not your standard name. Like Dave, Matt, Chris, Steve, you know, like none of those are just like, all right, you, you throw Neil out there and it kind of like rubs people the wrong way. They're like, I don't know if I like, well, I just, can you be, just be Dave? It's like, I went by, I would sign on my papers, David Lynch. So I was like, technically it's not wrong. It's my middle name, but it's not wrong. Not knowing that there was also a, a, um, a director by the same name who, uh, has quite the vision, <laughs> has put a lot of interesting work on film and screen. And so then eventually it was like, just call me Fox. And I, I, I can't, I can't remember why. I was eight or nine, and I can't remember why I wanted people to call me Fox, and I don't even know if my parents knew, but my parents decided to go along with it. They're like, all right, you want to be called Fox? Let's do it up. So like my ninth birthday or my eighth birthday, it was like on the cake. It's happy birthday, Fox. And like they got me a shirt that was like, hi, my name is Fox. (laughs) It's like they really leaned into it. And uh, I think it did the trick because I was like, yeah, I don't want to be called Fox anymore. This is uh, the more you say it, the more I see it. It just doesn't. It doesn't sit well with me. So we can go back to Neil. It's fine. Let's go back to Neil. So I'm sure she'll get sick of Brielle or Brie Brie and, and go her own. Go her own way. Go her own way. Very excited to find out what that'll be. <laughs> It'll be like, call me Tanya. I'll be like, all right. So is it is it T-A-N-Y-A? No, it's a T-A-H-N-Y-I-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H